This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That's Alan Saunders. Alan, what is going on? Smitty, I'm mad. Um, I'm I'm mad too. Maybe for the same reason. Maybe not. But I'm also happy because we had ten thousand subscribers. So yeah, Smith, Smitty, of- wait, here's my reaction to us getting to t- ten thousand subscribers. Wow, it must not have been you that it must have been somebody else then. It must not have been you that got it, got it to 10,000 subscribers. It was your play call, Smitty. It was your (laughs) play call to get us 10,000. I don't want to, I don't want you to get any credit for it. What the heck are we talking about? Why did the Steelers just beat the Ravens in a crucial must win home game to go to first place in their division while playing without Cam Hayward, without Deontay Johnson, without Pat Fryermuth? They get a huge play from their star quarterback and their young promising wide receiver and we're talking about the offensive coordinator's non-celebratory reaction what are we doing and also like the amount of of uh, like we gotta go to school we got we're going to school on this podcast about like what the freaking audible is okay we're, we're gonna talk about oh it. we're, we're yeah. teaching people okay so I don't have to do that. Next time, I can just point to this podcast and be like, learn something. We're going to school today. I should have brought my teacher outfit. Not that I don't know what a teacher outfit is. I got a, I got like a blazer in there somewhere I could I could throw on. 
Yeah. My, my mom's yeah. a teacher. You want me to go? There you go. Upstairs. There you go. But uh, yeah, you know, I was mentioning before we started recording that I'm happy when I'm at games. Obviously, just it's fun being at the game, but also because I'm not like live tweeting along and just glued to my phone looking at tweets from Steelers fans who I absolutely love. But this subset of people that are the people that we're talking about here reading into the body language of the offensive coordinator um, and his reaction or lack of following the offensive touchdown when I, I said to you as well, it's funny because if he did react in a manner that everybody else was, you know, kind of jumping up and down, people would be like, what's he celebrating? They scored one touchdown in this game and it came with a minute and a half left. Like you have nothing to be celebrating. You did none of this. Yeah. I mean, and it, I mean, there's just so much here. Where, where should we start? Okay. Let's start with why isn't the offensive coordinator going crazy after they score a touchdown? Well, it's because he's got to call a two-point conversion play in the next right. 10 yeah. seconds. It's a 25-second play clock after a, a score. Like, he has 10 seconds to get a play in. Like, he's got to make sure that that's what they're doing. There's somebody in his ear talking to him, probably. Like, he's at work. If you had a camera on me when the Steelers score a touchdown, I'm sure that the reaction looks basically the same as Matt Canada. It's a little like, huh? Uh, oh, mm, mm. It's the same thing. Like, it's not that I don't care. It's not like per, when you're a professional doing a job and that job involves timeliness, you don't have time to celebrate. There's 10 dudes in that box. Half of them are like scouts. They probably don't even have like a game day responsibility. Like they don't have a job. They're just there watching the game. Mm -hmm. Like, he has a job to do in that moment. Like Kenny Pickett can run down and celebrate with George Pickens. He does nothing for him to do until Matt Canada comes on the microphone in his ear and says, Hey, we're going for two. It's, it's red Rover, right? Blue 18. Like, like that, that's it. Nobody else has any, nobody on the entire team has anything to do right there, except for Mike Tomlin deciding to go for two. And then Matt Canada come, needing to have a play call ready, whether he wants to or not. And like, Man, in the two-minute drill, and when you're kind of going tempo and no huddle, like the offensive coordinator's job is hectic. He's going to call a play that he thinks is going to work. Then he's got to have in his mind, okay, what are we going to do if it does work? What are we going to do if it doesn't work? Like, okay, that was a second and nine. What's the third and long call? Okay, because it's a pass on second nine. So he's got to have in his head, if this is an incomplete pass or if it's a sack or if it's like a one-yard check down, what's the third and long call going to be? What are we going to have? to go quickly okay what if it's third and short okay what if it's what if we get to first and 10 okay what if we get the first down then what do we want to do what do we want to do next he's got 1500 things in his mind he's not taking time to celebrate a touchdown like, that doesn't mean he's not happy about it like that that's absurd like i'm sure he's happy about it he's just busy doing his job and that's what busy people doing their job look like great crazy yeah, I mean, as the the fan perspective here, I got to be honest, Alan, I wish that I could, you know, uh, be on the same page as the fans that were, you know, reading into this a little bit too much. But I, I saw it as a non-topic. Like, I didn't I couldn't believe that this was a discussion. At the same time, I 100 percent can believe it because we're talking about Matt Canada. You know, we're looking for basically anything within the fan base to uh, to point at when it comes to the offensive coordinator. And you're just not used to seeing it. The offensive coordinator isn't usually on camera the second after a team scores a touchdown. Like that's what it always looks like. And you know why it always you know why you don't always see it? Because it's boring. Nobody cares that, like, you know, if I'm a TV producer and I have that camera, I'm like, what did the coordinator do? Nothing. All right, never mind. Yeah, we're not going to that. Like, <laughs> you know, like what it, mm -hmm. it's but that's that's not an atypical reaction from a professional at work it's just not if, if you 
This is speculation, yeah. but I'm curious yeah. as to what you think. It, do you think it would be any different if that was a walk-off touchdown, like as time expired? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, we've seen that. I mean, even if it was a play where they're automatically going for one, like a normal run, you know, not in that, that time frame where, you know, they've got to go for two. If it was just a normal touchdown, yeah, I think their reaction would have been different. But specifically in that instance, like, the, the the clock is ticking like he's got to get that next play ready to go you know i i don't I, it, it's just a guy working you know it's different if it's a walk off overtime walk off take this headset off throw it in the air celebrate flip a chair over who cares like it's different like you got a job to do and like you're saying like people would be i don't know if people would be upset about him celebrating or not but like the coaches are the guys who have to be the calm people like they can't be going nuts celebrating when they have a responsibility in that moment. Like that is their job. They are good at separating the emotion of the game from their ability to do their job. It is a requirement of being a coach. And look, I didn't love the two point play call. So I'm not going to sit here and say like, great job on that, but that's just him doing his job. It's crazy to think that's anything else. I saw some people questioning them going for two on that. As well. uh, it's like a so you know really it doesn't so they were up they were up four and they could yeah. get it to six so mm -hmm. what that what that means is it doesn't matter if you if uh, there's no difference between a four point lead and a six point lead except if you give up a touchdown with the six point lead now you can now you're only you know, it's it's um, if you start trading touchdowns, now you get into a place where a two point conversion can give you the extra point. That's all. No, yeah, it's, it's I, not. It's it's not. It's a it's a. It, it, there's not a lot of times where it's going to make a big difference, but that's a. I mean, they they clearly knew they wanted to go for two, and you know, they're. I'm sure Tomlin was in his ear talking about it. You know, as he's sitting there listening. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, it's. I guess, like, for me, the way I was looking at it is worst-case scenario, if you get to two and give up the touchdown, I mean, you're giving yourself a shot that if you block the extra point, you know, a la the opener in Cincinnati last year, then you're going to overtime or something, like, or at least still a tie game. Yeah, it gets you It gets you the chance. I mean, it's not a, yeah. you know, it, right. it doesn't really matter in, in that regard. But, um, but, like, that's the other thing is, like, if if there were – I mean, there wasn't a lot of time left in that game, but if there was going to be multiple possessions back and forth up four, you would want to get it to six is basically the, the answer there. And there were a lot of yeah. timeouts left. And as we saw, there ended up being multiple possessions back and forth. Maybe we can get into that later too. But, okay, but I'm not done on this rant, okay? No. Because yep. even if – Okay, even if we want to say that this is like a dumb reaction from Matt Canada or something like that, like the idea that this wasn't his play call, this is the second part of this. That it's, yeah. Somehow people have interpreted this reaction that, oh, that means he didn't call this play, which is just bonkers for one. I mean, look, did Mike Tomlin call that play? Maybe, I don't know. Mike Tomlin calls plays from time to time. He's the head coach. He does have that ability he could have stepped in and said hey i like this one right here and gone with it um but i mean it's a canada play they call that play all the time they run it all the time and 
the check that you're hearing is one they put in specifically this week for when Baltimore goes zero. They ran it many times in the game. It's a protection adjustment. So a lot of people are saying like, oh, he didn't make that call or he wouldn't have Pickens do that. Or, and like, there appears to be a fundamental misunderstanding about what happens on a pass play in the NFL. So like, mm-hmm. we're going to school right now. Okay. Stepping in again. Well, I am the, If I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm going to call a play, okay? And that play involves two things, okay? It involves a protection, okay? Who's blocking and then who's blocking in generally what order from the mic over. So center blocks the mic and then, you know, left tackle has one to the left or left guard has one to the left, left tackle has two to the left, whatever, okay? And then a, a, a passing concept. Okay. So maybe, you know, there's lots of passing concepts. If you follow people on Twitter or you read Derek uh, Bell's analysis at SteelersNow.com, you'll learn about, you know, passing concepts like Hank and Yankee and, you know, whatever. Um, there are all kinds. Okay. Four verts, shallow cross, whatever you want to run. Okay. However you want to line up the routes. Okay. So there's two pieces to this. There's a protection and then there's routes and you can call the routes from a different formation, from similar formations. There's all kinds of things. You know, a play call has a lot of parts to it, right? You have the the personnel grouping, then you have the alignment, and then you have the play call. So we're in this certain personnel group with 11 personnel. We have, you know, one one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers on the field. We're in this sort of alignment. We're in a bunch. We're in trips. We're in, you know, whatever. Wide receivers in the backfield. However you have, have them lined up. Okay, and then you call the protection, and then you have the play call, whatever, four verts or wherever we're going. Okay. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, a play call does not have where the quarterback is throwing the ball as part of that play call. There are some exceptions to this, like a screen, where like the entire team needs to know that the ball is going to the guy that it's supposed to go to because we're all blocking. There's, there's no option for the quarterback. His throw is predetermined by the play call. That is not the majority of the time. Most of the time, it is just a call. We're sending this receiver this way, this receiver that way, this receiver this way. Okay. You've all seen Madden, right? You know what they look like. This guy's going in, this guy's going over, this guy's going up. Okay. There's no automatic, like this is where the ball is supposed to go from the offensive coordinator to Kenny Pickett. Maybe in his headset, he might say, Hey, I like George here. Or, uh, you know, you might get a couple seconds of like, Watch for the safety. If he's coming down, stay away from the middle. Okay, like you might you might get some coaching in there, but the play call itself does not have a who to throw the ball to as part of the play call. It is just a play call. Every play generally has things that will change about that play depending on the way the defense aligns. So in this play, as you'll see, you have both outside receivers run vertical down the field, okay? And then you have an in, in route, over here, and then you have two guys stay in for protection. So if this coverage is cover three, okay, where the two corners are going to play off ball and they're going to go down the field with those wide receivers, the first read for Kenny Pickett is probably going to be the in. Okay, he's going to look at Allen Robinson and throw that in. Okay, if it's cover two, where we've got a whole bunch of guys lined up, the corners sitting down on the outside and cover two, the corners sit down in their short zones. That short throw gets taken away. Okay. Then we're probably looking at a hole shot over the short corner and, and in between the safety and the sideline. Okay. Like th- there's, 
if it's if it's off man, if it's man coverage, but instead of being pressed up like Marlon Humphrey was pressed up on Drake Pickens, if he's playing ten yards off, then it's probably a comeback. It's probably some kind of back shoulder fade or a, a hitch or a comeback. George has to read that and break off the route. There's no call. There's no audible. That's all within. That's all encapsulated within that one play call. Okay, that one play call. It could go to any of the receivers, and the routes will change based on what the defense is giving them within that same play call that's not an audible okay that is just the way that is just running through the progressions of the play the way it is designed we do this against this kind of defense you know you have man you have middle of the field open zone which is like a cover two or, or quarters you have middle of the field closed zone which is cover one cover three okay and and that's how the whole offense works so what happened in this play was they had this play called Kenny comes out and he sees that it is Man to man or cover zero. What you cover zero just means man to man. There are no safeties mm-hmm. behind yeah. the everyone is only covering one person and that's it. Okay. So he reads cover zero. He makes a check to the protection. Okay. And he calls Randy, 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 which I'm speculating here, but most of the time, a protection call like that, you 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 give it a name that fits. So a lot of times like Randy or R words are, we're going to slide the protection of the line to the right and we're going to add protectors on the left. Okay. So he moves Jalen Warren over to his left and then he calls Randy to let the offensive line. know you have extra blockers on your left. I am keeping Connor Hayward and Jalen Warren into block instead of running routes on this play. So now the linemen know, okay, we're, we've, we're moved over a gap. Okay. So they can block it correctly. If it was a play call change, okay, that would involve changing not just the protection, but the route concepts for the wide receivers. So he would have to make a call to the wide receivers, and that may not be the same call to each wide receiver. And sometimes they'll have hand gestures, like he'll go up and he'll give it one of these, a uh, hand on the wrist, or he'll go thumbs up, or you know, you know, something like that. There's none of that communication between pick and Pickett and the wide receivers on this play. He doesn't ever speak to the wide receivers to be able to tell them, I want you to run a different concept. All he's doing is changing the protection. George and who was the other outside? Was Allen Robinson outside? No, it was, um, might've been Allen Robinson. Was Allen Robinson the other outside receiver there? And then I honestly don't know. Connor and Jalen and whoever the other outside receiver is, they both read their coverage that it's pressed up and that they're going to take them deep instead of running some kind of comeback you, know, you get the same read from both guys, and he makes a protection call. They change the protection. They block it up. He gets George one-on-one, and he throws the play. It throws the ball. But that is the way the play is designed to be run. One of the – that play ran the way it was designed to be run could turn out to look 10 or 15 different ways – in the end product based on what the defense is showing them and the kind of adjustments that Pickett makes at the line. But that doesn't mean he's calling an audible. An audible is like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, you know what? I just I don't like this look. We're just gonna hand it off to Jalen. We're gonna run inside zone instead. Okay. Like that's an audible. Yeah. Okay. Or I'm gonna call, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, it's a run play, but uh, I just see that the guys Cut, uh, way off. I'm just going to throw the ball out here to Calvin Austin and see if he can run with it. Okay, like that. That's an audible. That's not what this is. And and I'll be honest. 
I'm not even sure that Kenny Pickett is allowed to call that kind of audible in this offense. We have not seen him do it very often. There was one I saw that game where he actually communicated a call to the wide receivers that he was changing the play. That is not going to happen most of the time. Most of the time, if you see these, it is a it is a change of protection or there is a check built into the play where, um, you know, Pickens and Pickett will have to be on the same page about like, if this safety does this, we want you to do this. If he does that, we want you to do that. And they'll maybe look at each other. They'll maybe have a, a, a hand signal, you know, uh, maybe, you know, puts his hand on his head, something like that to say, hey, we're, we're on for that play or we're going to go the other way. We're going to check it up. Um, but that, I mean, this, and to just one more thing, let's just say, okay, that that was an audible. Okay, that that let's just say, even though it was not an audible, let's just say it had been an audible. Let's say Kenny comes out, the play call was something else. I don't know, the shallow cross or four hitches or whatever. Okay, let's say he's just like, nah, screw that. We're calling something else here. Even if he did, who sets up the audibles? Well, Matt Canada and and who puts in the audibles to in in the ways that Kenny is able to use Matt Canada like. It's not like it would be taking anything away from Matt Canada if his young quarterback went up to the line and said, ah, they're giving us a look that we were not expecting. I'm going to change the play. And then he goes and does it. That's awesome for Matt Canada. There's nothing wrong with that. He would not be upset by that at all. If Kenny goes up there and says, hey, that thing that was we were going to do wasn't going to work. I did something else instead, improvised, and made a touchdown happen. I guarantee you Matt Canada is not going to be mad about that. And no one in football is going to think less of Matt Canada for that. The thing they're going to think is like, Hey, that Kenny Pickett's really developing. Well, it's probably a credit to his coordinator. Like at no point would yeah. any of this reflect negatively on Matt Canada. So it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go back and look, it was Alan Robinson outside as well. That's Calvin that. Austin in the slot. Yeah. On that play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the one thing that I saw that I, I had to, bring up was real funny was somebody put up a picture of glenn thomas and said that they that this was the guy that called that play like for what reason i don't know i mean look play calling is collaborative there are times where there's a couple people in that headset there maybe somebody did come up with the idea like hey we haven't called this one in a while let's see if it works and sometimes you go with it like there are a Mm -hmm. lot of coaches in that field that have intuition that have experience that have seen things on tape you know Sure, maybe he didn't call it. I don't know. Maybe Kenny suggested it and said, "Hey, I, you know, this next drive, I want to see if we can work this one in." You know, pl- sure, plenty of that happened. It's still Matt's offense. It's still not negatively reflecting on him whether he was specifically the one that spoke the words to pick it into the microphone to get him to call that play. It doesn't matter. Like it, it's yeah, it's kind of immaterial. Like that, it's all good for him and good for the team. And there's nobody out there that's like, like I said, so, so, you know, apparently somebody asked Jalen Warren, like about Kenny changing the play. And he said that he did. Well, Kenny changed Jalen Warren's assignment. He didn't change the entire play. He changed the play for Jalen Warren. And maybe Jalen isn't even aware of what Kenny is doing outside of changing his assignment. He's focused on his thing. Doesn't matter if Kenny talks to George or not to him, like to George said, no, that was my, that was my route from the beginning. George was like, that's all I was doing was going down the field. So like, you know, the, the players aren't looking at it from a from a thought, but but like, you know, so so is is Warren throwing his coordinator under the bus? No, because no player would think that would be bad for Matt Canada if Kenny had changed the play. Like that's insane. No one would think that. 
Yeah. And and why did they check to that? Why did they change the protection? Because you said like the Ravens being a man cover zero. I want to talk about the coaching, uh, you know, on the other side of this thing with Harbaugh's staff and this one. Um, there was a couple instances and I understand that 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 fourth down that they ended up going for, they were never supposed to snap the ball. So maybe, you know, you can't place the blame there that I originally had. But what did you think of this head to head in terms of Harbaugh versus Tomlin, which is now a very storied battle head to head? Oh, Tomlin took his lunch money. I mean, this is not even close. Like, first of all, uh, first punt of the game comes from well within Justin Tucker's field goal range. Didn't even seem like Harbaugh considered it. Um, yeah, it was, what was it, like 58 okay. or something? It was like 56, 50, something. I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you can make okay, that. Yeah. Okay. D- didn't even consider it. Um, the, 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 I don't know, like, what were they trying to draw? Here's the thing. It's like, were they trying to draw them off sides there? Is that what the plan was? And then that, the, they didn't want to snap the ball? Like, I don't understand what what the goal was there um, uh, before the, the end of the half. And then, like, why did they get away from running the ball? Like, like they were running the ball great in the first half. They see, they were winning the game the whole time until, what, one minute and 15 seconds left or something like that. What, I mean, how many pass attempts did Lamar Jackson have? How was it? He had 38 pass attempts? How are you winning a game wire to wire with and your quarterback has thir- – your running quarterback with a running offense has 38 pass attempts? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why that happened. Uh, and then like, why are they in covers? I mean, I, they're kind of desperate. Okay. I get it. You know, the Steelers were already very close to field goal range. They probably felt like they needed to get a sack to push Pickett back and, and make it, make it hard to, to get a field goal there. But man, there is no one else on the field that I care about except for George Pickens right there. And I have a lot of faith in Marlon Humphrey. He's a veteran corner, and he's really, really good. That's not his. It's also thing. his first game of the season. That's, yeah, he was also just coming back. And, that's yeah. never been his thing. He's a big, physical guy who punishes you for catching the ball, rips the ball out. You know, can press you, sure, but can also get beaten deep. Like, man, I. Well, that's the thing is you could have had one safety down in the ball. I would have kept one guy over top. You know, if you're going to load up the box still. I mean, even one safety in the middle of the field, Pickett probably still throws that. Probably. But, man, I don't know. It's just a a bonkers coaching decision. uh, Several of them in a row from from John Harbaugh and the Ravens staff there to me that I felt like they really – and, like, what's what's Lamar doing on third and goal, throwing the ball there? Like, I – Mm-hmm. yeah touchdown feels insurmountable to me there like i mean it turned out not to be but because they had to defend the field goal line like that's the only reason the steelers score a touchdown i just man uh, i think the ravens and and we didn't talk about all the drops like the ravens blew that game more far more than the steelers yeah. won it the ravens blew it uh that's that's absolutely true and and look that's what's lost in this whole absurd discussion is that i have to spend the whole day and, and night and day defending Matt Cannon when the offense stunk again. Like, let's be real. That was not a good offensive performance. It wasn't a, as bad as they've been. They get one big play touchdown. It felt more like the offense they had last year, at the end of last year, when they won six of those last seven. They did it without any offensive fireworks. It was boring. It was kind of ugly, but it got the job done. I So I think this if if the Steelers had been giving us this offense that they got this week 
all year. How different do you feel like the the conversation would be about Matt Canada, Kenny Pickett in this offense? If it had just been sort of like a one-to-one continuation of the end of last year where they were they didn't score a lot, but they were mostly able to keep things close, be within a touchdown or so late, and Kenny has two late game-winning drives. How different is is the conversation about things if that's the way things play out? Uh, Record-wise, I think they're four and one. Uh, but just from the conversation, I don't know that it's much different for Canada because this was still going on last season. From Kenny's perspective, I would think that we're talking, in, as opposed to like a huge second-year leap, I think we're just talking about like a steady upward trajectory, though, which would be fine. We're not talking about a guy that we're just like, why is this guy potentially even worse than he was as a rookie in year two? Yeah, I think that's the big thing is that if this had been the offense that we'd been getting, I don't think anybody would be okay with that. I don't think anybody would be happy with that. And everybody would still hate Matt Canada because I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think there would be like panic level thinking about the Steelers offense the way we are seeing now if this is the offense they had been getting. Um, And and I really, I don't know if you'd have like audible fire Canada chance like multiple times throughout. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. I don't think so at all. Um, and like you said, they'd probably be four and one. Mm-hmm. I want to. Uh, so speaking of Kenny, though, you know, in this offense as a whole, that necessarily hasn't been very good. The one thing, though, that they were able to do yesterday was avoid making the big mistake. Unlike Lamar on the other, Lamar was very good in this game. The receivers let him down a lot, but he made that mistake at the end of the game, the interception that Joey Porter Jr. got. Um, do you? And this goes back to last year. It's just like. Kenny making these plays in the big moments. And it's almost the plays that he doesn't make, not turning the football over in these big moments. Um, I don't want to, I'm not saying he outplayed Lamar by any means in this game, but again, just that big mistake that Kenny didn't make is the reason they won the football game. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny lived to fight another day many times in that game. There was a play third quarter. They had a decent drive coming down and he gets sacked on a third and I don't know, it was like a third and six or something, just at yeah. just at the edge of field goal range, takes like a 10-yard loss and a sack, means they're gonna lose the field goal. Uh just a huge gut punch of a of a of a of a loss there. Um, but like did he force something to try to make a play? No. There wasn't a guy open, tucked the ball down, tried to get out of the pocket, couldn't do that, just went down. Like did the Steelers need those points way more than the Ravens needed a touchdown versus a field goal at the end of the game? Yeah, but Kenny didn't panic and he didn't try to do too much and he lived to fight another day. And Lamar Jackson did panic and did try to do too much. He turned the ball over and that's why the Steelers won the game. I don't, I don't want to say that Kenny Pickett was better than Lamar Jackson, but he was smarter than Lamar Jackson. Okay, he he took his lumps and he did not give the Ravens anything. All of the Steelers' points in this game came from mistakes by the Ravens' offense. All. You have the fumble that turns into a field goal. You get two points on the safety. Then you get another um, field goal after the free kick and a good return by Gunnar Olszewski. Then you get the touchdown after the uh, interception, and you get a field goal at the end after a strip sack fumble. 
every single time the Steelers scored in this game, it was because they got the ball in the fortuitous situation from either the offense or their special teams. And the Steelers never gave that to Lamar Jackson the entire game. They did not mm-hmm. give. You remember that 49ers game where it was like bad field position, turnover, bad field position. It felt like the game was over. Even though they didn't do anything on offense for most of this game, they did not put the defense in bad situations. And that's what allowed them to stay in the game long enough. So they got their shit figured out and finally were able to make one good drive to win it. But you can't win it on the last play if you don't stay in it. And that is the one thing I feel like they did differently in this game compared to some of the the, the two they've lost so far is that things weren't working, but they found a way to just stay in the game until they gave themselves a chance to win it late. I think we all can acknowledge and recognize Kenny Pickett's greatness in those moments. Like he's great at that. He was, I did a long story about this at Pittsburgh sports. Now when I was covering Pitt, he had more game winning touchdown drives in the last two minutes of regulation or overtime than any other quarterback in Pitt history by double in one season. No one had ever had more than three in a year, and he had seven one time. And they were all touchdowns. Mm. Like, he's yeah. he is legitimately a great clutch quarterback. He is not a legitimately great quarterback. Like, the quarterbacking at all, like, I don't want to say Kenny was bad. He wasn't necessarily, like, the big problem, but he wasn't great. I mean, nowhere near good enough in that game. But if you give him the ball with two minutes left and 80 yards, you should feel good about that. They've just got to find a way to do enough in the first 58 minutes to put themselves <laughs> in position to win it in the last two. That's what they did on Sunday. And that's what they hadn't been doing in those losses. Yeah, Alan, the last thing I wanted to bring up is I don't even know if we've really touched on the fact that the Steelers like actually did win this football game. I mean, you know, Wait, I, I mean, we've been mentioning a lot. I've been, been mentioning I, was the other, I had the hater hat on I, today. I had the I, hater I, hat on today, Smitty. I had it on. I get it, but this is just another, you know, twist and turn. And like I said, what's one of the great NFL rivalries between the Steelers and Ravens, where it's like, if you just watch the game without looking at the scoreboard, you're going to have no idea what the actual result is because, you know, the, the Ravens can dominate for 53 minutes and end up losing a football game. It could go the other way, but it's gone the Steelers way five out of the last six times. Because they take care of the football. That's what Mike Tomlin said after the game. I feel like that is very, very true. The Steelers have won the takeover battle, takeaway battle in these games. And you get outgained and you and you have two takeaways or three takeaways to zero. You score points on special teams. You're going to win the game. I mean, that's that's – you have three takeaways to zero and you block a kick. I bet – I want to – if you look up the – the, the win, how many times do you lose three takeaways to zero and you block a kick? I bet it's never. I, I bet that's, I bet it's yeah, never I, if, if you do that. Like it doesn't matter what else happens or how many yards you give up. If it's three takeaways to zero and you block a kick, you're going to win the game. Which, by the way, Miles Killebrew, three block punts in three seasons with the Steelers. That guy's on. And you see him at St. Vincent and like the guy has nothing to do there because like his spot on the roster is generally fairly secure. He's out there like, like working with like this, like just like, Oh, where's my hand? Oh, no, it needs to be here. Okay, there. I'll do it again. Do it again. Like, he works endlessly at that one job, and he's really good at it. Uh, Credit to him. Credit to Danny Smith. I know he's a favored punching bag of the fan base from time to time. That kind of stuff doesn't happen without Danny's uh, passion and dedication for that job. I think the Steelers special teams 
have been consistently their best unit this season. I, I don't think that's a stretch yeah, to say yeah. that at all. 100%. I would agree. Alan, we have a lot that we could continue to talk about, but I think that we will well, say because we got a whole bunch of days until the next game. Yeah. So let's not give them all of it right now. Let's let's just just keep piecing it out there. Absolutely. Which, by the way, we are just going to do this piece by piece. But Thursday's episode of this week is going to be a very special episode. We hit the 10,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. So it's going to be a, a spectacle, if you will, on Steelers Afternoon Drive. We're going to play the full rendition of our song. We're going to do a bunch of giveaways. Alan, I honestly, I've kind of lost track of everything that's going to be given away. So if you can give us the rundown. Again. Oh, I don't know. I keep finding more stuff. We've got a jersey. Oh, okay. I've got to give. I've got to give like three days worth of people that the jersey is not. Uh, let's see here. Hmm, let me think about this. Have I done? Uh, I've, I've now lost track of who I've. I, I is, might have too. If you say a name, I will be like, it I is maybe not. It is not. I know I did. Uh, did left. It is not. Here, we'll, we'll just go. We'll just go. It is not any member of the offensive line. Okay. No, no, right. no lineman here. I no. think Broderick had already been rolled we out. We had already done Broderick, is, but, but yeah. no, no member of the offensive line. That that'll that'll get us in there. Uh, we're also giving away. I got a uh, you know a, a fifty nine fifty hat. I've got like a tossel cap. I've got some socks uh, that I showed off the other day. They're still sitting here. Mm-hmm. I can uh, show them off again. They're fuzzy. There they it's, are. It's, it's cold. Is there so, big... like? Yep. Nobody claims these. Might just. <laughs> um. And I've got a jacket, like a pullover jacket, uh, in addition to the jersey. We've got some beef jerky from uh, Old Trapper, who sent it to us just because uh, we're cool dudes, I guess. And uh, I was like, yeah, let's give nice. that away, too. And uh, so, yeah, uh, we're giving away a whole bunch. So we're going to do it Thursday. We're going to take the whole episode to do that. I think uh, we're going to do it live. And I think so we'll have, like, some some chat. Like, you know, people can ask questions or comment or whatever, and we'll we'll talk about that stuff uh mm-hmm. as we go and then uh we'll talk about the rules how to win things that'll we'll, we'll give that out here uh, over the next couple of days there we go and alan tell the people where they can find you at a saunders underscore pgh on x at pgh steelers now on x steelers that's where the words live read them so i can get paid like and subscribe to steelers now on youtube so we can get to twenty thousand subscribers because you know we already got 10 yeah might have to come up with an uh extended version of the song if we hit 20,000 subscribers 20,000 or something we'll, we'll get a live performance <laughs> there, there we go there that? we go right yeah there we go yeah that's that's better um i'm zachary smith pgh like alan said like subscribe hit that notification bell as well so you guys don't miss a single video that's put out comment down below we will read those if you're listening somewhere else give us a five-star review over there for alan saunders i'm zachary smith thanks for jumping in and taking another ride with us on the steelers afternoon drive Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.